Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough, along with Larry Jager of SCL Mortgage. And, of course, uh, Larry, looking back a week, we want to thank our guest yes. last week, who was terrific. Uh, you're now part of a bank, so tell me how things have been going over the last two weeks now. Yes. Approximately yes. two weeks, almost two weeks, uh, since the merger was complete. Uh, everything you wanted and expected everything. up to this point? Everything we wanted up to this point. And yeah, uh, I don't know if Greg's listening today, but Greg Setters was a really, really good guest. And I've come to find out that he's a he's a pretty sharp individual. And um, good guest, first time on the radio. And <laughs> sometimes, I mean, I don't know, sometimes people get nervous, but he, he was not nervous. No, he was Very not self-assured. Nervous. Yeah. Knowledgeable. And, very knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. He knows the mortgage business very, very well. And you asked him a question, which uh, I didn't know you would, but I was glad that you did. And you said to him, when did you know this merger was going to be a good thing for Luminate and for, right. and for uh, SCL? And he said, I knew right away. So that was, um, that was very telling. Thank you for answer, or asking him that question, Sandy. I really appreciate it. Well, so. I, I think there were maybe a couple of questions that involved answers he gave that were interesting to you. Yeah. That you had not necessarily been aware of. I mean, very much in line with what you've talked about, but uh, things you hadn't explored yet necessarily with him right and so right. his answers were uh enlightening from from your point of view which uh, uh i thought was uh, uh very impressive and i can only imagine that there's so much to learn oh my gosh and and you and your folks are still in the midst of that learning process well we are sandy but let, let me if i may take you back to uh, your first question you had and everything i wanted everything i yeah. expected it's not always that that is the truth or when it comes out and and so far in all these months it's been just as much as we had expected it's been i mean we're working with really smart people we're working with uh, people that have a lot of good ideas all of our loan officers are gravitating to this stuff so you know before we were a mortgage banker and we have all these uh, different sections or, or different departments in our company because we, we had to have a warehouse line so we could fund loans. We had to have a, a funding department. We needed a, um, a compliance department because we we're licensed in so many states. But now, as a bank, we don't, we don't have to have that. So we've assigned other roles to people in those positions. So it, there was a lot more duplication of efforts, I think, when we were a mortgage banker. But now all that stuff is off to the bank. And as an FDIC-regulated bank, they um, there there is no licensing. We don't have to go through all that stuff anymore. So it's been uh, it's been really, really good. But you're right. We It's um, kind of drinking out of, out of a fire hose for about a week. I heard you. You were in conversation with somebody else uh, outside before we began this morning. Mm-hmm. And you used that expression. Yeah. But... Sometimes that, that's uh, 
not necessarily a good thing, but but something you can expect and kind yeah. of brace yourself. Okay, it's going to be for the first X number of weeks or months. We'll be more on the learning end than on the teaching end. Right. And, and right. it'll be the same for everybody. And it will be all for the good because once it's, it's learned, it's a simpler it is. process overall. And that leads me to the question that talk more if you could about what has changed on your end in terms of how that would affect your customers. Well, how it affects our customers is, is the most important thing. So um, I think I know that it's about speed. And you can imagine, Sandy, when we're all under really one umbrella right now. We have a bank and we have a mortgage company, and, and but we're kind of all under the same umbrella. So we have all the same processes that we had before, but now it's about, it's about speed. And, and we've learned um, over the course of the last week uh, that Luminate has a bunch of products that we didn't have, which are like HomeBot, uh, something that we... Uh, We'll encourage our realtors and our, our uh, partners to use. It's a really, really cool app, and it's actually free. And it has so many so many features on it that I think our realtors and, and all the people we do business with are going to appreciate that. So, and then, you know, we our loan operating system before was something called Calix, and now we're, we're graduated to Encompass. So there's a lot of different things with that. But there's also some really, really good things about it. Before, we had we could apply on all of our customers could apply online, and we had to do different things, and it was very secure, obviously. But now our customers are able to apply online just by hitting one quick button, and when they upload their docs in a secure fashion to this system that we have, it all always auto populates into Encompass. So that's why I talk about speed, because everything is happening, uh, let's say, it's happening without the customers even knowing about it. Before, our loan officers would have to do certain things to get it into the system and lock it and all that. But now, it's all happening at just the tick of a button or the push of a button. So things are really, really happening faster and faster, which means we can get to the closing table faster and faster. So... It's um, it's a very very cool system, Sandy. We we really like it. And the focus is on purchase money loans, correct? It is. It is. This this company is all about purchases. Of course, we want to use we want to use refis, and we want whenever people want that. But here's the thing: with a purchase, there's a contract. There's a contract between the buyer, and there's a contract between the seller. And there's a contract date on there. So certain things have to happen on certain dates. So we have to comply with that. So now our underwriters, our processors, our, everybody's focused on purchases. And again, I don't, I don't want to say that we don't want refis because obviously we do. But with a refi, we lock the loan and we have normally a little bit of time. And we always want to get to the closing table as fast as possible. But with a purchase... There's things that have to happen on certain dates. You know, there's an, a, there's an appraisal, there's an inspection, there's all these different things, and we have to comply with those dates. And, and the sellers want us to, as, as well as the realtors. So um, it's kind of like um, you, you just have to comply. Otherwise, it's, that's not a good thing if you're, if you're not, not complicit in that or not. Um, so there's urgency. 
Absolutely. Yeah, there there are. And you, you, you just have to comply. So we, we do that. This I'm very, very glad about this company, Luminate, that has the, the purchase money aspect in their heads. And, and it's, I've been amazed at how many people are stay in touch with our customers, the, the closers, the processors. All these people are very much in tune with customers. So, gosh, now we were touching our customers two times a week, maybe a little bit more. But now it's even more than that. And we want them to know that we're doing this right now because this needs to happen. And can you help us with this and all that? So the customer is a lot more engaged. And, and I think they uh, they appreciate that. So um, so far, so good, Sandy. Very happy. We're into the first half of quarter one. Has anything changed at SCL? Uh, yeah, things have changed. It's You know, one is we've gotten busier which I'm very, very happy about. And last year was just a little bit slow. You <laughs> it was starting to slow down. January is a good month, right? Yes. Last year, am I remembering correctly? And then it began to slow gradually at first and then maybe a little more severely. Yeah, it, it did. I've, 35 years of doing this, Andy, I've never seen rates go up as fast as they did right. in that short of amount of time. So uh, rates have come down a little bit. We are busier. We're getting more leads um, coming our way from the uh, from the show we do, and um, <clears throat> you know I want to tell our listeners that um, part of the conversation we had downstairs before our our show was we're going to starting March first we're going to move to ESPN as well. Um, I I need to talk to you about that because you don't even, right. you don't even know about it. No. So we're going to go the same time seven to eight. And we're going to go on ESPN, and we hope to attract a lot more people. And just because they happen to be listening, or or maybe they miss the the Saturday show or whatever. So, um, yeah, we we are busier, and we are so so thankful for that. So, um, it's it's all good. We we just uh, looking for more and more originations, more and more helping people get in, refinanced or purchased, and and uh, so that that's all good to us. 303-790-2222 is still the number by which you can contact yep. SCL Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Much more ahead as we talk about this brave new world at SCL Mortgage right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. This is the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager of SCL Mortgage. And we broadcast, as Larry indicated a few minutes ago, from 7 to 8 Every Saturday morning, right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Okay, you said something during the break that I thought our listeners should hear, comparing the mortgage business to the football business. <laughs> I, I did. Um, I, I'd never thought about it before, but, you know, football is obviously a contact sport, right? And Collision sport. Collision sport. <laughs> Better stated, yeah. Basketball Better. and hockey are contact sports, but... Football's a collision sport. It, yeah, gosh. we And, of course, I suppose it. hockey and basketball can involve collisions, but not on a regular basis, as uh, is the case with football, where there are multiple collisions. on all, all the time. If, if you're involved in the play, there's probably contact. And, you know, I, we could say that on hockey, sometimes, well, I don't know. You tell me, because these guys are skating and going after each other, and, I mean, it's very, very physical. So yeah, I think you could say the same thing about football. You got a, a a receiver and a and a safety going down the field, and they're one guy wants one thing, and the other guy wants wants the other to 
to catch the ball, and there can be some real contact, real collision sports. So, but in our world, we are all about contacts as well, Sandy. I mean, there's no physical, uh, you know, stuff going on. But our world is about, especially with our loan officers, it's all about contact. So we like to say that our our loan officers are wanting to contact not only our customers, but they're also wanting to contact our our uh, real estate partners. And, <clears throat> excuse me, so the more contact we have with these people, the better off the deals go through and they get they get done and they close on time. But there's so many other people that um, that we come in contact with. I mean, it's it could be CPAs, it could be financial planners, it could be uh, firefighters. You know, when I was originating several years ago, there was um, a, a couple in Castle Rock that our son played uh, football with, and he's a firefighter. So we, you know, we became friends, and he introduced me to the Westminster Fire Department. And I did, gosh, I can't even tell you how many loans we did from that connection at the Westminster Fire Department. And we're still doing loans for these people after all this time. And and I thank you, David Varney. He's now become a, um, he was a firefighter. Now he moved up. Now he's a battalion chief in, um, in all of Westminster. So he's done very well. But uh, I'll never forget that. And, and with firemen, they are so loyal. Um, they, they trust somebody and then you don't screw up their loan and they, they will trust you forever. So that's the kind of relationships we like to have with, whether it's firefighters or, or, uh, highway patrolmen or, or sheriff's departments and financial planners and all that. You trust us, we trust you, and you know that we're going to take care of you. That's a very interesting analogy. Yeah. It really is. It and, really and, works. And, and, and so many things do tie together. And the one thing I've learned more than anything else in the almost six years we've worked together is that there has to be that level of contact and, more importantly, collaboration. Yes. And coordination. That it's goes vitally on important. involving maybe more than a dozen people at any given time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, people like communication. And when you call them, you text them, you email them, it's very, very rare that people will say, okay, I don't need to be contacted that much. Most of the time it's, yeah, feel free to call me. I need to know what's going on. So I never hear the, don't call me anymore. <laughs> it's all about, tell me what's going on. I can't imagine on. that you would, that people will say, you're, you're calling me too much. Yeah. But I mean, this is a major transaction, maybe the most important transaction people will make. Correct. And they may do it multiple times in their lifetimes. Yeah. So they... It, there's no such thing as too much communication. No, not at all. And when, you, when you're talking about <clears throat> these size of loans, I think our average loan right now is about $357,000. But we also do loans for $3 million, and we do loans for a $1 million. And, 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 in fact, a friend of mine just called me two weeks ago. Well, it's, yeah, it's been about two weeks ago, wanting to buy a new home. And he said, Larry, you're the guy I trust, so I want you to tell me if I'm doing this if I should be doing this, if I shouldn't be doing this, and and tell me everything. And you can't over communicate with me, Larry, because I just that's the way I am. I need to know. I need to know everything. So um, of course, and um, George Taylor uh, is a friend of mine, and I think we're going to have him on the air pretty soon. As soon as we close this loan, he's a big um, SBA lender, so he'd be a great 
<clears throat> excuse me, a great guest to have on the air. So, yeah, nobody says don't call me anymore. Everybody says communicate. I'm totally fine with that. I- I've been thinking about you in the mortgage business. You're in one of those enviable positions due to the fact that you have something that people want. Yeah, it's uh, money. <laughs> and and we don't take that – I mean, we take that very seriously. We don't take it for granted at all because, you know, we can help people refinance. We can help them buy. We can help them anything and everything that has to do with a residential real estate loan. So – and everybody wants to own a home. So, <clears throat> yes, we do process mortgages. We We know how to do that. I think we're very good at it. But we have the money that can facilitate that purchase. So – Again, we don't, excuse me, we don't take it very lightly, but um, it's a good feeling for us. And we, yes, we're in an enviable position, but again, we're here to serve our customers. That's what it's all about. So how are you doing on your loan officer recruiting efforts, which we touched on last week? We did. We did. Um, Yes, it's going pretty good. We um, first, before we go out and just a massive recruitment period, we decided that we wanted to learn Luminate, the bank, and Luminate Home Loans in very, very well so that we can tell all these loan officers. But um, we have started and are about to get really, really serious about this because, you know, like we talked about, an average loan officer will do maybe a million dollars a month, maybe a little bit less, maybe, maybe more. We have some loan officers that are doing a lot more than that. But our job is now that we have access to all these things with with Luminate, we want to know them really, really well, and we want to be able to teach our loan officers how to use them and how to use them really, really well to their best advantage. So I am really, really excited about this, Sandy. This is one of the things that we're going to do and do in a big way in 2023. I want a lot of good loan officers, and I want them making money and happy and, and most importantly, closing loans for our customers. So that's one of the things that's forefront in my mind in 2023. Has there been a change? Because I know, especially in the early years, you had quite a few people working for you who did not necessarily have prior experience in your business, but they were bright people. You'd bring them on. They were quick studies. My question to you is whether that's harder to do now in the wake of this merger to bring people in from the outside, so to speak. Well, that that's a really good question. Thank you for, for asking me that, Sandy, because now in this business, in the mortgage business, um, it's a little harder for people that are brand new or coming from a different industry because – um, you you have to have the relationships. You have to have, you know, I, I've always told loan officers that you need to have about four relationships or four sources of leads, right? So SEL provides leads, and that could be one source. But you need to have three others, whether you've got a, a huge uh, following of real estate agents, whether it's firefighters, whether it's what whatever the source is, um, you've got to have those because – this is not like it was three years ago, two years ago, when we had rates at 2 and 
So the phone's not, <clears throat> excuse me, the phone's not ringing off the hook. So it's very, very important you have those relationships. So we're going to look for people that have those relationships. And then we can teach them our way of doing things, which is not all that difficult. So they can have the same relationships. We can teach them how we do things, which would be just a little bit different, but more, more, um, more technology, more, more apps, more of this, more that. So they can, they can do well with their existing relationships. So good question, Sandy. It's more about people that have a little experience. When we come back, customer emails, and uh, we've got a fresh batch. We know every week that uh, Larry brings in emails and only those he's received within the past seven days. And we'll do that next as the SCO Mortgage Show continues. Sandy Clef, Larry Jager of SCO Mortgage. This is Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. And we continue now with the SCO Mortgage Show. Sandy Clef, Larry Jager of SCL Mortgage. And we have now our uh, current collection yes. <laughs> of emails. Uh, all have come to uh, Larry's attention within the last week. So they're fresh. They're topical. And again, we remind you, 303-790-2222 is the number. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry, what do you have? Okay. Um, First off, I'd like to read this email that I got from uh, one of our previous customers. And I really thank Dennis for doing this because it, it took a little bit of time, but he's very complimentary. He said, I've done three refis through SCL. Steve had done two, and Rebecca did my most recent. You know Rebecca. We've had her on the air before. She's, uh, she's a rock star. She's really, really good. He said, I am self-employed, and SCL had some good options, and your team works very hard to see that loans get approved. Rebecca did a great job overcoming some issues we had to work through. She was good at options, finding solutions, and a good communicator. So thank, for, thank you for what uh, SCL does for their customers. So thank you, Dennis, for uh, taking the time to write that. Okay, I got an email, Sandy, from Michael, who said, uh, we have used your company, SCL, in the past, but we could use some more money right now as we want to pay off some credit cards. Is this a good time to refinance? Well, as you know, we get these emails quite frequently. Is this a good time? Should I do this? Should I do that? So I would say to Michael that let's take a look at your situation Find out what you want to do, what you're thinking about doing. And, you know, credit cards, depending on what you have, they're at 19% interest. So even rates where they are now are a lot, lot lower than 19%. So, again, let's do the math and see if this makes sense for you and your family. Okay, so uh, this came from Brandon, who sent us an email saying, We enjoy your show uh, every Saturday with Sandy. Our lease is up in six months. Is this too early to apply for a loan? No, it's not too early, Brandon. We we appreciate all the time you give us. So we, um, gosh, no, we, we'll, we'll take a year if that's what it takes before your lease is up. But um, this gives us a lot of time so we can get you pre-approved. We can take a look at your credit to see if there's something we need to do or don't need to do. Uh, and then we find, you know, we're going to give you a pre-qualification or a pre-approval so you know what home price you want to be in, what payments you're comfortable with. And um, we appreciate it, uh, Brandon. It's not too early to uh, to give us a call. Um, okay, Sandy, this came from Brian. He emailed us and said, we live in Castle Rock and we are tired of rent increases each year. So can you help us? <laughs> well, yes, we can. Um 
I get it. You know, you, your your rent's going to go up every year, maybe sometimes even more. But when you own your own home, you're going to lock in an interest rate and you're going to have a payment. And that payment is not going to change. Not going to change every year, every six months, every two years. It's a fixed rate payment, right? Now, maybe your property taxes go up a little bit or maybe your homeowner's insurance goes up a little bit, but never your rate and payment. So that that is going to stay the same and uh, no more rent increases. No more rent increases. Let's get you in a home, Brian. Okay, let's see. This is from Sasha, who sent an email saying, we heard your show with Sandy C. And and wondered about buying a Nebraska home where our two kids go to school. Well, Sasha, we, we're all over that because we're... Approved. You've been in Nebraska for a while. Uh, yes, yes, we have. We were there with... Um, when it was SEL Mortgage uh, by itself, now we're there in in 49 states right now with our new bank partner. It was 47 last week. Is it all the way up to 49 it's, this week? It's 49, yeah. And with the exception of New York, which we talked about, we probably won't go there, but there's a lot of business in 49 states. So we can certainly help you in Nebraska, and it sounds like your uh, two kids are going to school there. So. We know all about that. We have some um, Husker fans that are loan officers with us, so we'd be more than happy to help you with a home in Nebraska. Okay, so... This person ought to be aware that CU in Nebraska will be playing in Boulder. It'll be the home opener for... That's right. Coach Sanders, Coach Prime. Yes. Leave September 9th. September 9th? Date. And... That game. Okay, okay. Be the home opener for Colorado. For Colorado. Right. And there's a new coach at... uh, there is. In, in Nebraska, too. Uh, Matt, Matt, Rule, Matt Rule. Former came. Carolina Panthers. Correct. Coach. Correct. And he also uh, was at uh, Baylor when my son was there and did very, very well. So that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. We've got to talk about that some more. Um, okay. This came from Christy, who said, do you offer commercial loans? On, we have a five-unit uh, complex. So... That, that's a, a very interesting uh, email because Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac go up to four units, a fourplex. So they don't go to five units and above, although I would say to you, Christy, we have a, um, a loan officer. One of our loan officers also uh, is involved in commercial real estate. So um, I'm pretty sure this loan, your email went to him. His name is Troy, so I think he's going to be able to help you out, uh, even if it's a commercial loan. So um, I'm glad you emailed. Never know unless you ask. Um, You know, Sandy, I wanted to read something that somebody um, sent to me. It was a guy by the name of Mike who's at a a different mortgage company, and I I know him, and he thought this, this would be interesting. So he said that this this came I'm not sure where it came from, but he said, studies show that only 20% of the population is they determine uh, whether or not they're going to buy by where interest rates are. And I thought, oh, i got to read into this. This doesn't – I'm surprised at this. So at 3%, he said, 65% of the country is already priced out because rates or appreciation has gone up, home values have gone up. But that's only 3%. That's not much. But he goes on to say that the interest rate is not a factor in determining whether or not people can buy a home. Of course, it depends on how much home they want. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was really interesting. So 
even where rates are now, Sandy, in the you know five and a half to six and two third or six and a quarter, um, that doesn't really price people out that much. So I would say to our listeners, if you have any inclination on wanting to buy a home, you got to call us and, and let's get you pre-approved. So maybe that little increase in rate is not that big a deal. I remember our conversation last week, and I've asked you this question before, but I asked our guest last week uh-huh. the question about whether if you could control interest rates, keep them from here to eternity at 5 to 6%, yeah. how would you feel about that? And the word he used was ecstatic. Exactly. If we could control that, rates are always the same. And, and that 20% number is, of course, lower than I would have yeah. thought as a major factor in determining whether people do business. You know, a couple of years ago, three years ago, we had these crazy low rates, which I frankly don't ever think we will see again. So if you were lucky enough to get one of those, then good for you. But you and I have talked about, Sandy, where you know, between five and six and a quarter, five or six, that's where rates have been for forever. Eh, Up a little bit, down a little bit, but that's really the norm. And I mean, 5%, 5 5.5%, my very first house was a, um, let's see, very first house, 9.5% on a 15-year fixed rate. And I thought, I just died and gone day. Because it wasn't double digits. Right, right. I was ecstatic about that. But nine and a half percent is uh, obviously a lot, a lot or higher than it is now. So yeah, this is these are still very good rates. Okay, we got another uh, email from Michael who said very, very uh, short and brief. He said looking to get pre-approved for a mortgage. Well, he wants to get pre-approved, and and thank you for getting a hold of us, Michael. Well, that's exactly what we do here. And I'm sure a loan officer's contacted you, and we're going to get you pre-approved. Okay. You know, I have another article, Sandy, that I'd like to uh, talk about a little bit. All right. Let's wrap up on that. Okay. Okay, fine. So this came to me um, actually from Carrie, who sent it to me, from Fox News. And Fox News did a study, and they said Denver has a lot of of, – renters that have come into into this state over the past couple of years with very high incomes, like over $150,000. And we're right in the middle of, say, Tucson and, and Chicago. So a lot of renters have come in here. Maybe they want to rent for a little bit before they know they want to live here, or maybe they... But my point is that with $150,000 income, you can buy a house. Yes. Absolutely can buy a house. So if you think you like it here and you want to stay here because it's a very, very good place to live, please call us because we can get you qualified with $150,000. So thanks for uh, thanks for sending me that, Gary. All right. Uh, our thanks to Dennis, Michael, Brandon, Brian, Sasha, Christy, Mike, and Michael for your emails and your communication this week. We'll have uh, uh, an entirely new assortment of uh, emails next week and we will continue when we come back we'll be uh, talking about uh, uh, a lot of talk lately around here yeah inside and outside the sports world certainly about culture perfect and about how to change that culture alter it uh, evolve with it and so on and we'll get into that subject next 
303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. Sandy Clef, Larry Jager of SCL Mortgage. This is the SCL Mortgage Show on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. This is the SCL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clef with Larry Jager of SCL Mortgage. And Larry, as you know, there's been a lot of talk about culture in recent weeks, especially around here with the Broncos hiring a new coach, Sean Payton, and even with uh, Coach Prime and Boulder. Right. Uh, so I, I'm thinking you must have a culture in your business as well and i'm thinking that with the merger you have a chance to address that subject again with maybe some new eyes correct involved yeah absolutely with uh, your merger with uh um uh, laminate yep, yep. and so have at it okay so yeah absolutely we we have a culture and you know, I've listened to um, uh, Sean Payton's, um, I guess it was his initial interview that was on the air. His introductory press conferences. Okay, that's yes. what it's called, yeah. And I've also listened to um, Coach Prime in, in Boulder, several things he's He's been said. on a lot. A lot. A Everywhere. No, i got to ask you a question, which is, I, I should probably should know this, but why does he want to be called Coach Prime? I mean, he, he's Deion Sanders. So- that's his brand. That's his brand. And I, I think, you know, it's a deeper discussion, best engaged in perhaps at some other time. But I, I think the bottom line is um, he and Peyton are different as head coaches, but there's nothing that's totally wrong or totally right yeah. about either approach. Uh, my sense is that Peyton will certainly delegate. Yeah. To uh, his assistants, but he wants to have his hand in all aspects of the operation. Deion Sanders strikes me as more of a CEO type mm-hmm. uh, who, who will obviously delegate, but uh, the actual coaching and game planning will be left to the coordinators, the position coaches. Mm-hmm. And he is uh, the front man of the operation. And I don't mean that in a way that's disparaging at all. Right. But the CU coaching job requires someone, it seems to me right now, adept in the art of public relations. And he is as good as it gets yeah. in that regard. You talk about a salesman, and there's salesmanship involved in every coaching assignment. Mm-hmm. But with Sanders, a big part of it, Coach Prime, is – relating to the public as well as his players yeah, and getting people excited up in Boulder. They haven't been excited for a while, right? College football. Yeah. And the university of Colorado. Yeah. You know, he, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I saw some things that are listened to him and he has been out there a lot and <clears throat> talk about changing the identity and changing the, the culture and all that. He said something to his football players, which we don't have to say to our, we have grown men and women. These guys are younger, right? right. But, right. You will go to class, yes. and you will not be wearing your baseball hat reversed, yeah. and you're going to look presentable, and you're going to sit in the front row, and we want you to do that because that's our that's our culture. That's who we want to be, and the same with Sean, um, uh, Sean Payton said something similar. Now, he's, he's coaching, you know, adults, yes. obviously, but he's... I really think he's going to come in and set the culture and, you know, there's new ownership and there's um, Bronco country is really excited about this and a big fan base and all that. So um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited about it. So, but yeah, you know, back to the mortgage business, absolutely. We have a, a culture and we don't, we don't take for granted anything we do because it's all about our customers and helping people get into homes, helping people get, you know, uh, retirement vehicles and, and helping them in real estate. So yes, we're in a very enviable position, but we don't treat it that way because, you know, you have to do a good job each and every time. We we don't have the luxury of of dropping the ball or, or losing it or not getting to the closing table on time. We have to do it every single time. So that's why we, we take this business very, very seriously. And, you know, I, I think we set our culture uh, when we started the company just a little over eight years ago. Um, and it's carried through all the way. We want good people. We want smart people. We want. We don't have time for egos. We really, honestly, don't because we've had some people come in and say, "Well, you know, I close three million dollars a month, and I want my loans to go to the front of the pile." And no, I'm, you got the wrong place. This is not. This is not us. <clears throat> Our customers are very important, but we also treat uh, all of our staff the same way because you have to have respect for each other. So. Um, I, I think we've done a really good job at it, but uh, we do have some experience. What I like, and I'll get to the story in just a second, but what I like about Peyton is that he acknowledges that there's a way we're going to teach, and there's a way we're going to meet, and there's a way we're going to coach, and there's a way we're going to show up for games on Sunday, and our way may not be for everybody. Yeah, but yeah. this is the way it's going to be. And I have a story about the Philadelphia Eagles head coach, okay. who was a first-time head coach when he came to Philadelphia. He had never been a head coach before, and he comes to Philadelphia and he lays things down. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But um, I, I, I want to ask you about culture and identity and how they go hand in hand. Are they kind of interchangeable terms? I think so. Or does so. one lead to the other? If you could talk about um, that. You know, that that's a good question. I think it starts with culture because <clears> – <throat> and that leads to identity. Which it, the Broncos don't have. No, unfortunately they don't. And it's been a while since they have not had that. So we're all looking forward to this. But, you know, I was thinking um, this week I've got 34 – 30, uh, 35 years in this business, and I didn't even know. I had to ask my wife, how many years do you have in, in this business? And she said 23. So combined, we've got 58 years in this business. So I think we established our culture in the very, very beginning as to how we wanted it with all employees that we talked about and that we interviewed. And here's our culture. Here's the way we do things. And the identity is we want to be successful. We want all of our loan officers to be successful. We want all of our operations people to be successful because success, your identity breeds, if it breeds success, that's a good thing because everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to help as many people as they can. And that makes you a happier person and it makes our customers happy and they come back to us. So uh, good points, Andy. I think they're the, the two are very, very well related. And i Completely agree with you, not because of anything I've observed, but in talking with people in the performance psychology business. Yes, For example, I know. they talk about how things evolve and how teams in major professional sports, but particularly in the NFL, don't really understand all of that 
when they're searching for a head coach. And yeah. you're thinking, shouldn't they understand that? Oh, I mean, you certainly yeah. do, and you apply it during the hiring process. People hire a head coach, and they aren't thinking about these things. The Broncos, I suspect, are thinking more about these things because yeah. they haven't had it yeah. for so long, at least six years. You know, I'll exempt 2016. That was a winning year, though not a playoff year. But certainly over the last six years, they have, they have not had this. And the quick story I had about the Eagles head Please. coach is that – and I'm sure you can relate to this. First time he gets in front of the team, he's just been hired as a head coach. He gets in front of the team and he says, listen, I mess up every day. Hmm. Multiple times. So I'm certainly not going to make judgments on any of you based on your making mistakes. What I will judge you on is your inclination to own up to those mistakes. Oh, I love that. There will be no excuses made or others blamed for mistakes that are on you. And if you can't abide by that, there's the door. There's the door. I love that. You and know, that is an accountability theory that applies to everybody equally. Equally. You know, I've I've heard Mark Schlereth talk about it in the radio, and I think you, I remember you as well. I it, what comes to mind is um, Shanahan and Gary Kubiak, yes. and I think the new head coach may be the same. You wanted to you wanted to impress this guy. You wanted to do your best ever to to satisfy him, and and to so he recognized that. But you know, if you're not running your route correctly, that's not going to help. That's not going that's not going to work here. So I think coaches or players want to be coached. And it's up to us to, if we own a company, to set that culture, set those expectations, and the people have to own up to it. And they've got to, they've got to perform, which is what most people want. Yes, and accept that there will be fault corrections along the way. That's yeah. what a coach is there to do. And you either accept that or you don't. And if your tendency is to say, well, no, two or three other guys yeah. messed up, and it really isn't on me – that does not work. That, and that is something that can apply to the biggest star on the team and the last guy on a 53-man roster. Right. Absolutely. Own Everybody. Up to your mistakes. Yeah. We all make them. And if you'll own them, that leads to a culture that we want and an identity that we want. And, by the way, the person who told this story is the assistant general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles who says – I like our chances this week in the Super Bowl. So that's that's not that's not designed to make you go out and, and bet right, uh, right. one way or the other. But it's a it's a little bit of insight that makes the Eagles the close knit group they seem to be. Yeah, who was the coach that said that the first time head coach Nick Sirianni? Who oh, is, of course. Who had an interesting experience? He was fired ten years ago. By Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas oh, City Chiefs, yeah. when oh. Reid first came from Philadelphia yeah. to Kansas City and joined a team that had been 2-14, and 14, and he basically cleaned house. Yeah. And Sirianni has acknowledged, I'd have done the same thing in his position. But he said one thing stood out about Andy Reid, even though he fired me, he talked to me. Hmm. That's, and uh, he that's pretty upstanding. encouraged me. Yeah. And it's all worked out. Yeah. It was all part of a plan that I couldn't have imagined at the time, but it adds another layer of intrigue to the game on 
yeah. Sunday, I think. That it, it certainly the does. The coach, and I don't remember any previous instance where this has happened, where the coach on one side actually fired the coach on the other side <laughs> at one time or another, and yeah. now they're, they're, they're going at it. And I think that the Eagles coach has the attitude of, you know, hey, um, a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, even as I have great admiration and respect for Andy Reid. Like him a lot. Yeah, he's um, a good guy. I mean, he obviously knows what he's doing. And, and probably and, would fire most of the coaches <laughs> on a 2-14. and 14 Of course they should be fired. So so um, who's going to win, Sandy? I'm, I'm, I'm going with Philadelphia. Are you? I, I am going with Philadelphia, and I was before I, I – Got wind of this story, but I I like Philadelphia's chances. And remember, uh, people say, "Well, Kansas City won a Super Bowl. Philadelphia won a Super Bowl five years ago." Yeah, they did. <laughs> so it's had a lot Under, of the same uh, players Foles. are yeah. back again. So these are championship tested teams, teams who have won, and fairly recently at that. So I I think it's a great Super Bowl matchup. I really do, as far as the competitive aspect yeah. is concerned. And I think at least in one of the conference championship games uh there really wasn't a competition unfortunately uh, i can't yeah. imagine a circumstance whereby this game will be a dud but no i, I don't know. think so but are we talking high scoring game or a low scoring game oh i think somewhere in the mid-20s on yeah. both sides 26 23 24 21 that yeah because there's pretty 23 20 pretty good uh, defense right, right around that okay uh point but we'll be reconvening next week with more on the scl mortgage show Our February 18th edition will come between 7 and 8. Once again, next Saturday morning right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 